Hello and welcome again to the True Growth Podcast. And this week I'm bringing you more episodes from that Facebook Live challenge that I did. Just because I want to share with you all of the richness of the learning that I shared on that particular week back then in April. In this two-parter, we are going to be talking about, first of all, love. And in the second half, we're going to be talking about breathing. Sounds simple, doesn't it? (laughs) Certainly more simple than falling in love. Now, remember, some of the things I'm referring to, you might not be able to see, but use your imagination. I know you've got a powerful mind's eye. And of course, remember that I'm talking about the prizes that were available in the competition for taking part in the challenge. Now, don't feel like you've missed out because that offer is available to you, my lovely podcast listeners. All you have to do is engage with the material. Show me that you're listening. Maybe take a photo of you now listening to this episode on your phone and share it on Instagram. Make sure you tag me because the more you engage, the more chance you get for winning the prizes. And they are two fantastic coaching sessions with me. Also, there is available the Foundations for Self-Care book that came out of these um, two episodes out of this week. And remember, for taking part and engaging in the challenge, one of those two free coaching sessions is available for you. That's right, my lovelies. I'm extending the offer to you, my podcast listeners, because I care about your Foundations for Self-Care I want you to engage with the material because I know that taking action leads to lasting results. So go ahead, share, leave a review, comment, take a photo, make sure you tag me so I see what you're up to. And hey, you never know, you might be a lucky winner too. Welcome to the True Growth Podcast with me, Viv Allen, success coach and trusted counsellor. Each week, I'm sharing with you the best of the tools, tips, and techniques I have learned in over 10 years of professional and personal development, designed to empower you to take courageous action in your business and in your life, so you can free up more time and earn more money. It is my mission to lead you towards your inevitable success on your terms, so you can live a more joy-filled life by connecting what's in your head with what's in your heart. If you're ready to live your life with more ease and fun, doing what you love with who you love, then this show is for you. Good morning and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let me get that. There we go. Hi, everybody. Oh, my goodness. We are on day three already. I can't believe it. This is such an exciting project to be working on alongside you. Um, we have been talking all week. I know I branded this as the spring into action, uh, spring clean challenge, but really we've been talking about so far this week, we've been talking about the foundations for self care. Because if we don't get those foundations right, how are we going to support ourselves to spring into action, to spring into life and find that joy to bounce back, to build resilience, uh, when we are challenged and how are we being challenged at the moment? So I felt it was really important that I brought and was able to share with you some of the tools and the tips, the mindset, the strategies, the things I've picked up along the way in my personal and professional development over many, many years. And I don't know if you've been following along. So if you're new, just a recap. On Monday, we covered eating because we were talking about um, nourishing and nourishment and uh, the food that we eat and how we can live more aligned to ourselves through our food and drink choices. And then yesterday we went on to talk about uh, hydration and I did a fantastic example of the consequences of being slightly mildly dehydrated because I recognized that I was. But having made that acknowledgement, I then proceeded to have not one, but two coffees first thing in the morning. And it was amazing to see the impact that it had on my um, energy levels. And that real buzz that you get from caffeine was really intensified because of that mild, just that slight drop in dehydration over 
that happened over the weekend for me. I think what happened, there's been fantastic weather, isn't it? I've been out and about, but I probably hadn't realized, you know, with this increase, the slight increase in the ambient temperature, I don't know if you've noticed that I'm probably um, using up much more water than I have been. So today I am accompanied with a lovely glass of water with uh, some lemon slices today. And I want to um, dive into a little bit more about one of these basic fundamental caring self-care principles that I want you to really embody. And that is the principle of love. And quite often when you use this word, we will probably pretty much spring. I don't know what springs your mind, but I imagine most people think about romantic love. And then they may be thinking about love with their children or family members, maybe pets. And then perhaps we use that expression really quite casually, don't we, about things that we love. And, you know, I love to have my coffees. Oh, I'm missing out on the coffees. I used to get quite regularly from the coffee shop here in town. And we probably don't often think about applying the word love to self-love. and. That's what we're going to dive in and talk to you about today. So um, it's just the self-care element is so important because it has this massive impact on every aspect of your life. So it's talking about your body. So when we talked about food, for example, uh, we're talking about the impact that the food choices has on your actual physical health as well as your emotional health. and some foods which make you feel alive and vibrant, uh, like fresh foods, and foods that can make you feel a bit sluggish and lifeless, really. So if we can think in those terms, we also think about living in alignment with our principles in every aspect of our life. So how you conduct your business is in an alignment with who you are and what you value. Your relationships, the people you're in relationship with, are they in alignment with people you value and people who reflect the things that are important to you? And when you then apply that to yourself, <laughs> this is quite an often an interesting topic because people will often treat other people much more kindly, with much more compassion, forgiveness, acceptance, than they would ever give to themselves. And I want us today to turn that around. And I don't know how, well, I suppose I've got pretty quite a few ideas about how we got to this place in society. Whether the word selfish became like a bad word, but actually I want you to think today about becoming more selfish. Okay, I want you to start thinking about you before other people. I want you to think about taking care of yourself and Part of the challenges that we have in life is recognizing that if we don't take care of us, we aren't going to be there for the people we love. At least we're not going to show up the way we want to. We're going to be more short-tempered, as we can see from dehydration and uh, hangry. And you're going to be less focused. You're unable to concentrate and give the people that you love the real attention that they deserve. When you have an internal dialogue that's going on, because your own needs haven't been met. So if you haven't seen day one and day two, I really encourage you to go back and do the replays. You just have to ignore some of the bleeps. But hey, life is far too short to worry about being perfect. It's much more important. And I believe it's much more important to get my message out to you if this can be of service than to worry about the bloops that I might make along the way. I'm sure you'll forgive me of those as much as I forgive myself for not doing it perfect job for you. I am, however, giving you all of my love and I'm lovingly encouraging you to really think deeply about some of this, the principles that I'm sharing with you over this, this week. The topic of today is love and I, I think I've framed this in terms of what I really want to focus in on is self-love. Okay, so one way we can really um, practice getting into this connection with ourselves. And you can do this anywhere because you know that I love it. It's great having a goal. I want to love myself more. Super. Okay, how am I going to do that? Well, I might have a strategy. I might decide that, I don't know, 
I'm going to take more baths. I'm going to allow myself to sit and read a whole magazine article with my coffee in the morning before I start running around after the kids. It might be that, um, you know, something like that, those sort of things. But what we need to do is systemize it. We will get it into a real connection between the things we do so that we can take action. So when we're thinking about that first way of how we can connect and tap into ourselves, I love the idea of the inner smile. So this is something which I picked up from yoga. But what a lot of yoga teachers will teach you to do is to take a breath, but then really connect into your heart by smiling just ever so slightly the edges of your mouth. Not a big grin, just a very subtle smile. I'm smiling from the inside. Now, I hope I've demonstrated that for you. I can't see what I look like. I hope I haven't been grimacing. But that should have looked like a really serene and gentle smile just at the edge of the I actually naturally have a natural going in there. So um, it's quite an effort for me to get mine up. But just that inner sense of smile. So that's one quick way you can connect in with your own heart. And I've got another little thing I want to demonstrate with you too. So this is another thing which I picked up somewhere in the line. It's a way of embodying and noticing how our bodies, because our bodies quite often know what's going on before our minds are caught up. And if you find yourself, particularly this happens when you're slumped over your desk, you might be at your desk and you have been doing quite a lot of typing away and your head starts to drop and your shoulders start to come in. And then what your whole body system has done is collapsed and curled in around your heart. Now, if you're in the middle of writing content that you want to connect with people, maybe you're writing an email, you want to connect with your customers, or you're writing some social media content and you want to connect with your loved ones or your ideal clients, if you're doing it from this punched sort of place, closed, hearted place, that's going to be impacting in your message and your messaging. So what I want you to do is, is sit up tall and roll the shoulders back. Lift your head, lift your gaze just ever so slightly. Sort of what I would call to your third eye, but lift your gaze ever so slightly. And then I think from your sternum, imagine as if you're a bowsprit, as if you've got like at the front of a ship, you know, they have those beautiful carved ladies and the old galleons and things. So from your lift from your sternum, that will naturally bring your head up. So just bring your, your, so your head, your, everything is in alignment with over your hips. And your shoulders are square, and then quite often I find myself like that here by the end of the day, particularly in the cold winter months. So just roll those shoulders back and down. Imagine your shoulder base sliding down your back. And from that position, you'll notice instantly the change in your mood. So go ahead, try that. Try that now. Mm-hmm. I'll quickly get my notes. And comment, let me know, because remember that all this week, the more you comment, the more you engage, the more I know that my message is working for you, but also you get the chance to win two, not like one of two free coaching sessions with me, where we can dive right in and find that key that's going to unlock your potential. So I just forgot to mention, but on the smiling thing, we learn this as babies, like right from the beginning, to respond to people who smile at us with a smile. So it's one of the first things that babies learn to do as they smile. They see their parents and their people around them loving them, smiling at them, and they will copy that. So again, if you're out and about and um, you are standing your you know, two meters apart from somebody, you practice that inner smile and you add that, that lifting of this bowsprit and opening your heart, you might just find a you feel that sense of connection with people around you. Otherwise, you might just miss. And I know, I don't know how you're feeling right now, but I do know that a lot of people are feeling quite isolated and quite lonely as an impact of the interruption that we're having because of this uh, pandemic we're in the middle of. And this is a great way of not only connecting with you first, opening a heart so that you're able to connect with others without being able to, to get into that close proximity with them. And then um, I wanted to talk about a little bit more about not really loving yourself. So 
uh, as part of this uh, project that I've been working on with you guys all week, I wanted to produce a workbook. Now, I've started doing that, and it's already turned out to be 11,000 words. So it's going to be a bit more of a book than a workbook, um, but that's exciting. I'm really excited about that, to be able to bring you such a lot of content. So you'll be getting that if you've registered for this challenge, and if you're a bit late you know, arriving, no problem at all, just let me know, and I'll make sure you get a copy of that as soon as it's ready. Um, which I'm anticipating to come out to you like I want it to come out at the end of this week. So I imagine the very early part of next week. Anyway, and uh, so I'm, as part of this project, I have been sharing that book with some people uh, to get some feedback because obviously I want to make sure that I'm going to bring you the best possible useful document. If you're going to take the time to read it, I want to make sure you're going to get good quality and um, it's going to be really helpful to you. And one of the first pieces of feedback I had was when they got to this, this particular chapter on love and how that person had recognized that they really just had not been spending enough time loving themselves. And it's so easily done when we get into the roles we do in life. We, you know, you might become a mom and then you get used to putting other people first and children's demands before your own. And, and that's, lovely except for when it depletes you and then that's no good because I know from my own experience with my kids when they were little if I was doing too much I was less patient with them so as much as I wanted to connect with them in a loving and an attentive way when I was overstretched and hadn't been taking care of me that was I wasn't landing that wasn't happening and for that I want to to really encourage you, if that's you, you recognize that you're not taking enough time for you, this is your moment. Right? This is the moment to really do that. When so many other distractions have been taken away from us, this is your opportunity to really develop that relationship with yourself. Because part of that feeling of loneliness and isolation can stem with not feeling connected to ourselves. And if anything I'm saying, you know, in course this week is triggering some feelings for you, please do do get in touch. Okay, I'm happy to have a chat with you. So I wouldn't want anyone to be triggered by anything that I'm saying and then feel like they're left with it. I'm absolutely here for you. So please, if that's you, then just just reach out. That's no problem at all. So I'm here at PM or DM, whatever you call say, an email. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other story that I wanted to share with you. I think it's quite along similar lines there, really, but it's a, it was about the, the lack of self-care preventing my client from actually achieving what she wanted to do in her business. Because she was so focused on working really hard, um, making everything absolutely perfect, and because nothing was never quite good enough in her mind, it was really slowing her up and actually just caused her to spin her wheels and she just wasn't ever getting her material out there to actually help the people that, that she was, you know, her customers, the people she wanted to help. And she had a fantastic product. It was something that was really useful and definitely on point and definitely, you know, now. And um, when we did some work together on that, we worked at this feeling of not good enough and obviously something that was rooted in the past and that set up some patterns of behavior including this perfectionist tendency and I was able to help her get free from all of that stuff that was holding her back and build that confidence from within to learn to trust herself and feel confident enough to take the courageous action she needed to in her business and that includes sometimes a bit of messy action so letting things go as they are rather than striving for perfection, because I don't know, I've not found this perfection thing anywhere. I believe that we're perfectly imperfect, and it's about learning to be comfortable with that. So I will just touch a little bit on romantic love and love for other people, because I had the fantastic opportunity to um, work with Catherine Baldwin, from uh, How to Love. She's an author um, of a beautiful book called How to Love. And she talks there about her journey of learning to love herself so that she could actually be able to love another and find her ideal partner. So um, I did a podcast with her, actually. So you can have a look at the podcast. Uh, 
I don't know the episode. I could put it up in the notes for you here. Carly's not with us today, so I'll, I'll add it to the comments later. But um, Catherine's story, you know, she talks very much how she had to really strip back to the right to the beginning and learn to love herself, to get rid of some of her habits that she had, which related to food and alcohol and how she not been taking care of herself. And when she learned to do that, she was then available to meet her match, meet the, her big oak, as she calls him. And that is so true. We have to fill our own cup first and then we flow out from that and we share and help others from that overflowing cup because it's abundant joy and abundant life and love. We don't have limited amounts. I don't. I think there's unlimited love in the world, but I do think that we might have a tendency to limit the amount we give ourselves. And when we are harsh on ourselves, we use strong words, we're judgmental, um, we lack compassion, we're unforgiving. Those are all the ways we narrow the amount of love we can feel. And when we do that to ourselves, how can we let love in from anyone else? How can we feel a deeper connection with others when we don't even connect to our own heart? So. I want to encourage you to reframe the word selfish and make it a positive word in your language. And there's another word too that gets a lot of bad rap, which is, again, I don't know how it's got such bad press, but the word discipline. And a lot of the practices I'm talking about, self-care, this whole week, the foundations of self-care, will require discipline action. And the word discipline, the roots come from disciple, which is following. And it's about following the things that are right for you and discovering the things that are actually aligned with you and your values and following that, like consistently following that. <laughs> oh my goodness, another client story just come to mind and it's brilliant, absolute classic. Working this client for about two or coming up to three months and have an amazing results in a Transformed the business, transformed the relationships at home, you know, absolutely rocking all firing all cylinders, just absolutely stoked for her. It's just brilliant, really exciting. And then we had a session recently and she was like, Oh, well, you know, it's all kind of, yeah, it's all great right now. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Let's just take it easy. And I'm like, Whoa, back up. And oh, taking it easy on my watch because I would be doing you a complete disservice if just when you were getting the great results, I took my foot off the gas and I slowed up because that's not my job. My job is to teach you, is to challenge you to think, yeah, and to inspire you to take action. So <laughs> as much as you try to wriggle, we did find some some very valuable work to do in that particular session. And sometimes it can feel uncomfortable because that's the thing about discipline. It can feel uncomfortable when we try to get ourselves to do something different. You know, when we try to um stick to a new regime but when you've had a few instances of good results please don't be tempted to take your foot off the gas you need to keep going until this is embodied so until you stop thinking about it there's that whole thing isn't there about being unconsciously incompetent and then we become consciousness but we're incompetent we can't do the thing and then you become consciously competent and that's the sort of place we're aiming to be because the next stage on from that is um, unconsciously competent. And that's when you're really embodying something, but you're actually just no longer thinking about it, just part of who you are. So when it comes to changing habits and shifting things around, then that takes time. And it takes time to really get it in, in ingrained into who you are. So that requires disciplined action. So follow through on those challenges and uh, make sure that you, um, that's one of the reasons I make the biggest challenge I feel you guys have got this week, apart from the ones I'm setting at the end of every every episode, every topic, the biggest challenge I'm setting you is to engage with the material and show that, demonstrate it by sharing the post or commenting or sending me messages so I know that you're really engaging with it because that's when you take the knowledge out of the library and you embody it. Is that the goal? That's what we want to get to. Okay. I'm um, just going to check my notes, see if there's anything else. I wrote less notes today because yeah, I got way too confused yesterday with all those notes. So I'm hoping that I'm still bringing you lots of new information. 
as well as going over some of the things perhaps you know already that you haven't yet installed as common practice. Okay, one more tip for you on a, I'm sure people have heard this before, but it's um, random acts of loving kindness. You know, when you just kind of give someone a flower or you give them a quick call or you just sort of do something that's, that people don't know you've done, but you do it because it feels good. And I don't know if you practice this at all, but it is a beautiful, um, mindful practice to do and one that can fill you with lots of humor as well. I'm often giggling. <laughs> My little acts of random, well, random acts of kindness. But have you ever thought about doing that for yourself? Have you ever thought about spontaneously taking a bath in the middle of the day because you felt like it? Or going down and lying down on the sofa for 10 minutes and having a power nap because you felt like it? Or just lingering just a little bit longer in the garden, smelling the roses? Well, I'm going to encourage you today to take some random act of kindness towards yourself. Practice on you first and then on others. Be selfish and be disciplined. Okay, I think that just about wraps us up for today. So I'm getting to the point when I want to recap, and then I'm going to set the challenges. So to recap, the reminder is to love yourself. You are worthy of love. You are lovable. So show that to yourself. Demonstrate it. Use that beautiful inner smile Raise your heart so you're open to meet the world and to receive the love that's flowing towards you. Because I want for you to experience joy and abundance every single day. It's my mission, in fact, to make sure you find freedom from those fears that are holding you back and those old habits or patterns that are just bleh, done. And they no longer serve you. That you can build the confidence so you can take courageous action. I want you to do more of what you love and who you love every single day. Okay, so your challenges. All right, so the first challenge I'm going to set for you is to write a list of your accomplishments. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or like some steaming glass of hot lemon and ginger, whatever suits you today, but a pen and a paper and write a list of all your accomplishments, okay? And make that list go on and on and on and on until you're exhausted, and then do two more, okay? Because you'll be amazed at how many things are on that list that you've forgotten, that you've achieved. Um, and then the second challenge I want to set for you is today, I want you to send a video message, okay, to five people and tell them that you love them. And why? Okay, so that's a video message, doesn't have to be very long, but to five people in your circle and tell them that you love them and tell them why. So those are your two challenges for today. Okay, then um, I want you to remember to check out the podcast. If you're really stuck with any of this stuff, please get in touch. I'm really happy to. I've got a fantastic tool, uh, The Steps to Success. If you haven't had it already or seen it, it's a brilliant way of what to figure out things you love to do and working out how to get rid of ditch the stuff you don't like doing. And um, remember to share and comment and let me know you're engaging because that is going to give you more of a chance to win one of the two coaching sessions with me uh, where we can light you up and set you free. All right, my lovelies. It's been an absolute pleasure sharing this time with you today. If you're watching on the replays, I hope you enjoy it. And um, really go out and love yourself deeply today. Hello and welcome to day four of this, the Foundations for Self-Care. This is where you are preparing yourself to spring into action and to bounce back with resilience, joy and love into your next best move. So we have already um, been covering some of the foundations from 
eating, like learning to nourish yourself. And we've been talking about uh, talking about hydration. Uh, we can build in fluidity. And I am accompanied today by a lovely glass of water with fresh mint. Come my mint bush behind me here. And today and yesterday we talked about love and learning to love ourselves and how very important that is for as a springboard for all of the other connections that we have, both with our loved ones, with people we want to build relationships with, like our customers. And then today we're going to be talking about breathing, the breath. An absolute foundation. Without breath, we have no life. So Perhaps I should have started with this first rather than food, but I don't know. I like my food. So <laughs> and we are talking about breath today. And I wanted to first of all thank you all very much for engaging and taking part in this week with me. And whether that's been on the replays or you coming along live, I really am excited by some of the responses that we've been getting. And it's lovely to know that this has been helpful to you. So please do keep those comments coming. And of course, if you have any questions, I'm here for you, my lovely. So just ask away. And also, I wanted to find out, are you being sprung into action or are you being left with a feeling of inaction? And I want you to know that either is okay. So I'm just going to take a breath there on that. It's okay to be really, really active. But, you know, sometimes we need to be inactive too. And it's about the intention behind that inactivity that's really key. Because if we are going to take a day off, then take a day off. Take a day off, enjoy it, luxuriate in it, and do what feels right for you. And that is a totally different thing from intending when you set that intention than, you know, not quite feeling it, but sort of half doing jobs and not really getting them done because you don't really feel like it and not really having a clear intention, but just that nagging doubt, that nagging internal dialogue, which is telling you to do stuff and it's not okay to be taking time out. But I think that if and nothing else this period has taught us, that actually it's okay to take some time out and to slow down. And I, the breath, for me, is one of the quickest ways to tap into that ability to recenter, regroup, and just pause. So before we get started with the main topic, I want us to just do, let's just do that all together here. Let's just take a breath. Let's just be here now. Nothing else matters. You've carved this time out to be here, and I want you to just allow yourself, that was your intention, to be here to take some time for you. And I want to acknowledge that that is brilliant, and I'm so pleased that you've been able to do that for you today. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes when I try to connect with people, it kind of misfires, and I... <laughs> <laughs> particularly one relationship I know I always struggle with and my darling <laughs> you're not watching but my youngest daughter and I have a lovely relationship but I'm more often than not whenever I open my mouth I've definitely not said the right thing and as much as I try I I don't get it right and I know why I don't get it right for her because she's totally different from my other daughter and I have to learn that I need to be present for my youngest daughter in a way that's different for my eldest. And my youngest daughter needs me to take a much slower pace. And I'm quite naturally a fast place sort of go-getting person. And uh, I've had to learn to breathe. And breathing with intention and setting that intention before I interact with her. And that breathing space has allowed me to do that, to be calmer, to be patient and to listen more. So one of the reasons I think that breathing is so important is because it gives you that space to become aware. And from awareness, you set that intention and that is when you can actually learn to connect. And beautiful thing about breath is it's always with you, your breath will tell you more about what's going on in your body and your mind than you are perhaps conscious of. Your breath will quite quickly alert you when you're feeling stressed. And I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but if you're feeling anxious, the breath starts to come from the top of the chest. We breathe much more shallow. And that shallow, that 
great from a physiological point of view if you were trying to run away from a saber-toothed tiger <laughs> because, you know, that's what you need. Your body needs to prepare, pumps adrenaline, needs to take the short breaths to fill your body with oxygen, preparing you for the fight flight. However, quite often, although um, we are not being challenged in that way, our mind doesn't know that there's not a saber-toothed tiger and can't really tell the difference between that and the stress that we pick up throughout the day and we keep going and going and going with bleeps and I see notifications coming up on my screen and you've got notifications coming up on your phone and that your body is still stress response so if you find yourself breathing from the top area of your chest tends to be quite shallow notice that and then drop that breath right into the belly and do those lovely Buddha breaths breathing from your tummy like babies do, you know, when you watch them sleeping in their cots, amazing, their be- 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 big bellies bellow on the inhale, and then it deflates naturally. Maybe just try that now. Let's have a go. I mean, one way I like to do this is, um, uh, it's what I probably picked up from yoga, but it's just to really extend that exhale. So, ah. <sighs> And what that does is really empty the lungs. But then this brilliant thing, gravity, puts the air back in without me even having to try. My lungs will just naturally fill up with energy and that life-giving oxygen. But really cleansing breaths and using that sound is really good for that. So that's a fantastic little tip that for you on bringing that breath from this high anxious state back into your belly and when you do that you create some space and it might only be a couple of minutes or a couple of seconds that can make all the difference Um, and one of the things that that space can help you do that you create through connecting to your breath is to allow you to transition from one activity to the next and it can be really easy to flip from one job to another you know I'm answering emails and then I'm doing a text and then I'm oh I'm answering the phone or someone at the door And that's okay, but that frenetic pace leads into that stress. And when we start living under that high level of stress all the time, it starts to impact our physiology. And that is something which we want to try and decompress and try to ease away from that fast-paced thing and just become much more intentional. And using that transition time between activities is really good. So we can use our breath to help us transition from one task to another. And when I talked about systemizing, I've talked in the past, okay, we've got goals. Okay, my goal is to become less stressed. Okay, what's my strategy for doing that? Okay, I might incorporate lots of practices that help reduce stress. But to systemize it, you need to anchor it to something you do very regularly. And if it's, you could do that by, okay, so before I pick up my phone, I'm going to take a breath. Before I open my inbox, I'm going to take a breath. That's a fantastic way of being able to systemize this and ease that that tension as you go through the day, just letting it go as you transition from one activity to the next. The other thing um, that, by the way, is something which I do quite often when I'm working with private clients, it's one of the first things that we'll do, we look at block time. Okay, to try and stop this chip chopping from one activity to the next, which creates quite a lot of fatigue. And um, so blocking a block time, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but what I mean by that is, for example, you need to do something in your business. Perhaps you need to create content. You block out a specific time in the week or in your day when you would do content. At that point, your email inbox is off, your phone is off, and you focus in on that. And where I would encourage you to incorporate the breath to that is before you start the activity, is take a moment, take a few of those Buddha breaths and really get clear about what is my intention for this activity. So if it's content creation, what is my activity, my intention for this activity? And for me, that would be, okay, how can I connect in a way with my my audience that makes them realize I know where they are and that I can see their pain points? I was on a call earlier today and the overriding word that was being used in this particular call was overwhelm. Everybody was feeling a sense of overwhelm. And how do we get away from that feeling of overwhelm? 
well, I've got a, a tip I might share with you about reframing that sense. But one of the ways we can do that is to set the intention of that particular activity. So we really focus in on that one thing and just let everything else just park outside the door for the moment. And then that reduces the fatigue from switching from one activity to the other. I've got to tell you, since I've started being much more disciplined with myself around the um, the block time, it's definitely made my life much easier. And I resisted it for quite a while, believe me, because I was like, oh, I don't like feel like, you know, constrained by timetables. But absolutely, I get a lot loads more done. And it's a much more calm for me uh, way of doing it. And the other thing I do at the end of the activity is a little exercise I picked up from um, a guy called Brendan Burchard, who I quite like his work. And he talks about a release meditation. So at the end of the activity, I will shake it off. Okay, so um, I will sit up tall again. I will think the whole thing we talked about yesterday about posture and um, keeping those shoulders down and the, and the shoulder base easing down my back and taking those breaths. And I will say to myself, release, 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 release. And I might even do it in the shake, you know, and just really shake that activity off, particularly if I've got to change from something like creative into something more CEO-like where I have to go in to do the finances for the business or something like that. So it's a real bend my head into another direction now. Um, it's really good to sort of shake that off. And again, that does link back right back into this primal responses we have around fight, flight. Okay, So you'll see animals in the wild if they have a stress response. They might fear, they might fly, they might try and fight. But also what we don't see often talked about is the freeze response where they're like that rabbit in the headlights. What we can do is get locked and then that stress gets locked in the body. Now, I don't know if you noticed, but I have alopecia. Um, I've had alopecia for 20, probably nearly 30 years now. Now, a part of that is because it's a stress response. So this is my body's physical response to a period of time when I was living under sustained stress, you know, quite chronic stress for a very long time. And I believe this is, a, you know, a, partly a scar now, like my, my body's remembering that period. Um, and so this is why I get so passionate about making sure people learn actually how much stress they are. I lived under so much stress. I didn't even know I was stressed. It was normal for me. And um, <laughs> this time I'll show you this experience. It was really bizarre. So at the time I was starting to decompress and starting to work out that maybe I was living at a little bit too much of a high pace. I was actually working with a personal trainer because um, I wanted to get a bit fitter. And I was on the running mill. <laughs> I remember to this day, he was a lovely guy. He was a very tall Frenchman. And... Uh, he said, the 10 minutes on the running meal, you know, warming myself up. And it's like, great. Yeah, so he says, okay, Viv, you can stop now. And I was like, no, nah, I'm afraid I can't. He's like, no, no, I need you to stop because we need to move on to another activity. It's like, I can't do that. I really couldn't stop running because I, that's something that happens. I think the connection inside of me made me realize that what I was doing was running through my life because I was running away from stuff, which I hadn't faced. And I was just running and running and running. And that if I stopped at that moment, I didn't know if I could continue, you know, what would happen. So don't worry, I did get off the treadmill. I didn't fall off the back, <laughs> but I had to learn to slow down and gradually reducing the speed. And that's kind of what this whole week around foundations for self-care, I'm encouraging you to do is to gradually reduce the speed enough that you can connect with yourself. Because when you do that, that's where the magic is. That's where the beauty and the true growth comes from. Because we have to care for ourselves first and foremost before we can look after others. Give yourself that permission to have a break and doing that through your breath is a fantastic way of just being able to tap in. You don't need, you know, there's no science here, there's no cost, there's no time involved. All I ask you to do is invest the awareness in your breath and noticing your state. And I think it's Tony Robbins who talks about changing your state, change your state, change your state, change your state. And you can do that in a moment. I believe that when you connect your breath, when you become aware of your breath, that will help you become much more aware of the state you're in. And from that point, you get to choose.
But when you are totally unaware of what's going on, unable to stop or pause for long enough to gather that sense of who you are and where you're at, it's really hard to rebalance. And, you know, isn't this what we're all trying to achieve? Some state of balance between activity and inactivity. Some state of balance between feeling really, you know, exuberant and excited, but also acknowledging that there's parts of us that still feel sad. And maybe there's some things there which, you know, we haven't yet faced, like I was running from. Taking that time to breathe might bring up some feelings that you've been running from too, but that's okay. I want you to honour all of who you are. As I say, it's okay to be inactive and it's okay to be active. It's about recognising the intention behind that. So if you are a really busy person, you're always really busy and you're super busy, but you feel like you're going around in circles, I'm going to ask you to pause and breathe and tune in with yourself and really get to understand what's perhaps driving that activity. From that place of loving kindness towards yourself, you'll be able to enter into a dialogue to find and navigate a slightly more gentle, uh, more graceful way of transitioning from one activity to another without running and constantly running. Oh, another idea for systemizing. Okay, so this is another one. So I talked about systemizing is a great thing to anchor, anchor these new ideas, these new concepts to things you do regularly. Washing hands. Is this something we're all doing a lot more of recently? Fantastic opportunity whilst you're sitting there washing your hands or standing. Do you sit? Do you sit and wash your hands? No, I think standing. When you're washing your hands, wherever you do it, tune into your breath. Really become present and aware of your state of mind through your breath and what your body's feeling like. And it could be a great way of, of taking note and building that into your, your practice every day. Another great way of systemizing is to incorporate an exercise that maybe builds all of this together, like we've been talking about um, nourishing and hydration and self-love. And I'm, I've been practicing yoga for, oh gosh, about 20, 20 odd years. And I love that practice particularly because it encourages me to connect with my body, with my mind, and with my heart, you know, with that sort of soul sort of place, that soulful place. But what's great is it also brings in the act of breathing. And it's through our breath work when we're doing yoga that actually helps us to build resilience. And I've been talking about bouncing back and we want to build resilience and that's emotional resilience, but also learning to um, become resilient to the challenges even within our body. So when you're doing a yoga posture, if you find your body shaking, you know, what the yoga teacher will encourage you to do is to breathe or where you feel stiff, you try to bend and you feel stiff. It's not about forcing, it's about breathing and using that breath to ease into the posture. And it's incredible how much further you can get when you just do that. And like learning that we can move further forward faster through ease and grace by using the breath. That that is what, um, you know, I love that practice for that particular thing. So that's just one way I found to really incorporate this holistic, this whole body as in one living, breathing organism that we are in one act. And then I can take what I learn on my yoga mat and then translate that to the other aspects of my life. So anyway, that's probably a summary of where we are right now with the breath. And I want to set some challenges for you. You know, I love the challenges. I'd love to know how you've been getting on with that self-love challenges from yesterday. Um, but also a couple of challenges for you today. So one is this whole idea about block time. It's like, you know, if you want to go ahead and get a timetable and block out the time, that'd be great. And then start using those transitions. But I'm going to make the challenge really simple. And that is to set your timer on your phone for every 45 or 50 minutes to go off. When that timer goes off, I want you to check in with where you are, take some belly breaths, use the uh, sigh, whatever you want to do, whatever feels right for you. Use the release that, that I was talking about, just that sort of shaking it off and release. But stand up, get a glass of water, whatever it is. But every 45 minutes, I want you to punctuate your day 
And I don't mind if you, you haven't finished that task, but punctuate it. But about that sort of time seems to be the sweet spot. You'll find exactly the right moment for you. But after that, you start to get fatigued. And that's when the stress builds up. Because what we do is we try to push through that fatigue. Oh, I need to go for a wee. Oh, I won't get up. I'm just going to finish this. I'm just going to finish this. And then, oh, it's lunchtime. Oh, no, I won't go into that. I'm just going to do this. We want to break that habit. Okay, so by setting that timer every 45 minutes, you're going to start breaking into that habit where you just ignore your bodily functions. You just ignore the fatigue that's starting to creep up behind you. And so rather getting to the end of the day when you collapse, you're going to end your day revived and still rejuvenated and still have energy to bring to those relationships like your family. So that's your first challenge. Set that timer, 45 minutes, punctuate your day. Okay, let's start to break this habit up, change your state and realize how much control you have. And then the other challenge I have for you is about anchoring. So that technique of using the timer is, is one way. But as you're passing around your day, maybe you're not actually at your desk. So it might not be quite so easy to set the timer, particularly if you're doing home education with the kids. You know, you might have other things going on. Um, so another way is to anchor the breath, taking that, you know, that two minutes just to breathe, or whether it's just two seconds to take a couple of longer breaths to anchor it to something else. So I've suggested anchoring it to washing your hands you might choose to anchor it to something else. I'd be really interested to know what you've decided to use as your anchor. But I would like to definitely challenge you to do this practice within your day. And if that doesn't feel right for you, there are other ways. So you may or may not have a mindfulness, but I would encourage you, there are loads of apps out there for something like Calm or mindfulness apps. You know, okay, so take 10 minutes out of your day and actually just use breathing because a lot of those meditative states are all connected to your breath. Because when you're connecting to your breath, it gives your mind something else to do uh, rather than thinking of the to-do list or the shopping list. If you keep uh, your mind focused on the breath, then it's going to stay with you as you try to stay present and do your meditative practice. So those are two challenges for you today. I encourage you and invite you lovingly to grasp that and go for it. Okay. And of course, remember, as I said to you, Sometimes when we start to focus on ourselves, it really does bring up stuff that we hadn't noticed was there. And if anyone's got any questions or queries, please do reach out. I'm here for you. That's our final day tomorrow. And I'm excited about that. And we're going to be talking about exercise. Um, and so that is, uh, you know, really exciting. Um, I know that's something which a lot of you already have a very active with your exercise. I know that I've definitely become much more disciplined with my practice now I get my 30 minutes a day outside I choose that time wisely um but I would really yeah I'm so encouraged by you guys and that you've been finding these tips helpful and uh if you've got any suggestions or anything you want to add in then please do that I'd be absolutely really welcomed um share it on the group um or you know lots of people message me privately as well so that's lovely and I will look forward to being with you tomorrow I'm pretty sure it's an earlier time. Sorry, I can't remember. Carly's not with us. I can't uh, can't ask Carly to remind me. But I'll see you tomorrow, guys. Definitely check. I'm pretty sure I've sent you an invite. So check out the timing. And I look forward to seeing you all again then. All right, my lovelies, I'm going to go. See you soon. And breathe deeply. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed today's show, I would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and leave me a review. And to show my appreciation, each month I will be randomly selecting one reviewer to win a free coaching call. Simply leave your review for a chance to win. How good is that?